Welcome to the Trevor Turnbull Show, where you'll hear vulnerable, honest stories that will inspire you to embrace your mess and live your best life. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My guest today is Mario Torres. So Mario and I got introduced about a year ago by a mutual friend, We were a part of a early morning, Thursday morning mastermind with a a great group of guys that just got together on a weekly basis to just kind of ground ourselves in our why and our purpose and, and then be able to sit on a hot seat and talk through what you were experiencing in life and get some feedback and and that type of thing. And I, I built a really great connection with Mario right off the bat. It was just kind of one of those things where you just energetically felt a connection with somebody. And then over the last year or so, we've worked together. Um, he's been a client. I've been supporting him with some introductions and just some connecting with regards to some sales opportunities. His business is really incredible when you think about the impact that it's actually creating on the world. Uh, what he does essentially is translation services for information uh, marketers, as well as companies that sell products outside of the English-speaking language markets, right? Knowing that, and Mario talked about this on the interview, that only 5% of the world's population actually primarily speaks English, which is a whole bunch of people (laughs) that don't speak English. And naturally, one of the best ways for, you know, products and programs and Mind Valley is one of their clients. And so it's a great example to use here. But you know, when you create something of of impact like the life book course, for example, inside of Mind Valley, and it's in English, naturally you're going to reach a lot of people and it and it has created tremendous impact. But what Mind Valley did was they worked with Mario and his team to then do localized translation services in Spanish. And then of course they do it in other languages as well. But it essentially doubled their business within 12 months, which is incredible. And not only that, though, just the impact that it creates on the world. And that's one of the things that we talked about, really, was impact. And what does that mean to be as a driven human being in this world, a, a, an entrepreneur, but also you know, a father? Mario is a dad of two young boys, and we've had a lot of great conversations around conscious parenting. We had a lot of insights to share and reality and perspective to uh, reflect on with regards to what does it mean to be a conscious parent? How can we be the greatest versions of ourselves to then support our kids to be the greatest versions of themselves? So it was just a really insightful conversation. I think you're going to really enjoy meeting Mario and the perspective that he takes on how he shows up every single day, as well as the grounding of, hey, we're not perfect and we're constantly choosing to evolve. And by having these conversations, it allows us to get to that higher state of being even faster. So enjoy the conversation. Let's go give it a listen. All right, Mario Torres, what's happening, my friend? So good to be speaking with you again. Hey, Trevor. Um, As I said in take one, (laughs) I am very honored, very grateful. I love being here. Thank you for having me. I am very excited. I know that uh, you're going to drop some value bombs today as in every conversation that we have. So thank you very much. And I'm really looking forward to this. How are you doing? Yeah, doing great, man. And and absolutely, I know that every time you and I have a conversation, it is always uplifting and enlightening and elevating and all the other words that you can use. And, you know, that was what we were talking about when we <laughs> tried to hit record initially and it didn't work. And hey, everything happens for a reason, you know, but um you know, this podcast, just to give you a little bit of context, because, you know, everybody that I bring on here, I don't send over a list of questions in advance. It's just a conversation. It's intentionally meant to be like vulnerable, honest uh, conversations and stories where, you know, I get to introduce you to my network, have your story come out. And I realize I actually don't know that much about your story. You know, we've known each other for like a year or so, but, and we've had numerous conversations, but you don't realize what kind of shaped the person to who they are today. And naturally, like I'm a dad, you're a dad, we're both running businesses. There's a lot of pieces that make up our being. And I'm just really interested in um, diving into that and and introducing you to everybody. So it's going to be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure, man. So uh, yeah, I can give you the five minute version, right? Yeah, absolutely. uh, My my story, uh, how I got to where I am, what shaped me for sure, for sure. 
Yeah. So, um, and and um, really quickly before you do that, let me just I'll ground us in one thing here too, which is that quote I mentioned on the last uh, recording yeah, we did. True. That is just that is true. So I'll, I'll say this out loud because anybody that's watching this for the first time maybe hasn't heard this and and doesn't know that context. So Brene Brown has a quote where she says, one day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through and it will be somebody else's survival guide. And that always just serves as a really good foundation for anybody because we tell ourselves stories about our journeys and the the highs and the lows. And sometimes there's a shame or like a hesitation to share the real truth. Um, so I always just like to say that out loud because, you know, this is a safe space, man. Like, Give us all the truth. I want to hear all of it because, dude, you're up to some amazing things. But, you know, I know there's uh, there's a lot to unpack, I'm sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure, for sure. And, um, yeah. So, okay, real quickly. I want to skip the reflection that we did on the phrase uh, last recording. So I'm just going to jump into the story. Um, so I'm from Mexico, right? A very traditional country, especially in Guadalajara, where I'm from, it's a city where things are like super traditional and, 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 uh, conservative. And, uh, my life path was kind of shaping for me, right? Oh, you are going to go to school. You're going to graduate. You're going to have this job. You get married and, and, you know, uh, that, that's what you're going to do. And, um, when I was starting university, I had this feeling of like, I'm not sure I want to, I'm, I'm going to do this. Right. And I was going to be an accountant. And then I met this guy who actually was an accountant and a successful accountant, and he did not look happy, right? Like, like he, was, <laughs> yeah. he was not fulfilled. <laughs> and I was like, am I going to like go and pay this university like so much money, have my parents pay the university so much money, invest five years of my life into it so that one day after I prove myself in the company and I ah, join the ranks and I can become that guy who's not happy, then, you know, something's not working here. Why, why am I going to go and do that? And, um, so I said, okay, this is not the path for me. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, right? None. I just knew that I didn't want to like, like follow the traditional path. So, um, I went to New Zealand and I lived there for six to seven months. And I w what I told my family was that I was going to go and work, which I did, but I was going to do drugs, right? <laughs> that was the plan. <laughs> I was, was going to go out there and party and, and, and have some fun. And it was, it was a little bit of that. And also a lot of like trying to find myself, you know, um, kind of trying to see kind of what was going on with me. And, um, I had some pretty interesting experience over there. Um, some of them were, uh, induced some of them were natural, but, uh, in short, like it, it really kind of uh, like the, the, the biggest experience was just kind of seeing this light and this light telling me that, Oh, I love you unconditionally and you're perfect the way you are. And that just like melted me, you know, I just completely melted me because I was like so eager for attention and looking for other people for approval and like, please accept me and like trying to be somebody that I wasn't so that I could fit in. Because I didn't feel enough inside. So I was trying to tell, like, have other people tell me, tell me that I'm good, you know, have this approval from the outside. And this experience was like, it completely shattered because it made me feel, not that my parents didn't love me, but they did, but they just, you know, it, it was like, uh, um, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. Especially my mom was, I'm just going to connect this because I just had an experience, unconditional acceptance, right? And, uh, then I did. And it just like completely shattered my, my internal belief structure and my, my, like how I thought. Right. And then after that, I was like, I felt, okay, I can do anything, you know, with my life. And I started to dive into spirituality and self help. And it further reinforced that belief of you can be and have and do and create anything you want. And I don't know why, but that belief landed, you know, cause there's like, there are beliefs to which we pay lip service and we kind of say them but we don't really believe them. If you actually truly believe that you can create whatever you want and be whatever you want, then the question is, well, what do I want to be and what do I want to create, right? So I, I went from, oh, which career do you want to choose? That's like limited in this box, you know? Like these are your options to what do you want to be and what do you want to create? And it's just endless. And I had, I had no idea. I was going to be a priest at one point. I started to be a priest and, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, and I had all these, like, I tried a whole bunch of different stuff, right? And I was like, oh, maybe I want to be a, a quantum physicist because I think that's super interesting, right? 
and uh, all these um, extreme opposites of yeah, like, reality. <laughs> they were, right? They were going all the way around, right? My wife is pretty happy that I'm not a priest, by the way. I hope, <laughs> <laughs> at least I hope she is. Might um, not be that, a couple of kids running around if that was the exactly, case. Exactly. There wouldn't be a couple of priests. Exactly, right? So um, anyway, um, after kind of a few months of searching, I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. So I went to a, a, a cabin from one of my friends out in the woods, and I just meditated and journaled for three full days, you know? And I realized that what moved me personally, myself, was impact and changing people's lives and, and making a difference, right? Like, like what do I want to do with my life? I want to have as big an impact as possible. And then the question was, how do you have a big, as big an impact as possible? And for me, the tool that I connected with was money, right? If you have a lot of money, you can have a lot of impact. So I was like, okay. Then my purpose is to be a millionaire, right? I didn't know it at the time. I didn't have the phrase, but I wanted to be a conscious millionaire. Somebody that while he's making his millions, he's improving the world. And with his millions, he improves the world, you know? And we do it uh, centered in um, the, the beautiful drawing that we discussed earlier uh, before the recording. Yeah. And, and it's creating money from this center of gratefulness, of awareness, of consciousness, of, of, of sharing, of oneness, of all the, of, of all this, this presence energy that's expansive and that's loving and that cares about everybody in the system, right? Because um, I, I didn't want to make money the, the old capitalist way where you take advantage of people in order to make money. You don't need to do that. You can lift other people up and make money with them. And everybody wins, right? Everybody in, in, in the, in the line wins. Every stakeholder wins. So I really connected with that. But I asked Google the worst question ever, right? Like never do that. I went to Google and I'm like, how to become a millionaire? Yeah. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. It'll take don't you down do many that. dark paths, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How to make money fast. Yeah. So I Googled the, the wrong things, right? And I entered this kind of online MLM scam. And I, I went all in, you know, I, I asked my grandmother for money. I'm like, yeah, invest in me. I want to make this happen. And I lost a lot of money, right? Because you had to buy these different programs and I bought them all and I invested in traffic. I had no idea what I was doing. I just tried a whole bunch of stuff and I sold like one $7 program. <laughs> <laughs> but but hey, you know what? Celebrate that one from back in the day though too, right? That first win is always really uplifting for consideration of possibility, even if you're on the wrong track. and you know, it might take you down that for quite a while. Yeah, exactly. It was my first ever internet sale, you know, it started the journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But then, then I was like, okay, um, how do these actually, how does this making money online actually work? Right. And, uh, yeah, then I started doing copywriting. I become a copywriter for five years. I love that career. It was so much fun. And, um, so what I did, because I am uh, naturally lazy, you know, I'm a lazy person by heart. And I think that's good because it forces me to create a lot of value without investing a lot of energy. You know, I think if you're lazy and ambitious, that's a good combination. If you're lazy and you have no ambition, that's kind of a bad combination, right? Uh, luckily, luckily, uh, I, I had a lot of ambition and a lot of big dreams. So um, I hired this guy and he was my mentee copywriter. And then he would do like 90% of the work. I would just polish it, handle the client relationships and, you know, live a great life. My wife remembered that as the golden years. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, we used to watch series all day and did nothing because it was just like a, like a lifestyle business and the dream of the four hour work week. But, um, that, that wasn't enough for me, you know, that like that was fun, but I was like, okay. I start, I, I remember I, I sat down one day and I was like, why am I not fulfilled? You know, why am I not happy? How come I don't feel grateful that I get to live in the mountains and have this beautiful view and my beautiful, she was a girlfriend at the moment, pretty sure this beautiful girlfriend, you know, like, like, why am I not thrilled with my life? And, uh, after, you know, um, questioning myself and talking to some mentors and people, it was like, well, why did you start this journey in the first place? I didn't start this journey so that I could live a fun, uh, stress-free life and, and, you know, play video games and watch series all day. That was not the goal. The goal was to have impact, you know, and to, to change the world. And I completely got sidetracked from that in the journey. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's do this. And I created this company that, uh, now has 120 people in it, five different languages. And we help, uh, infopreneurs, people who have online programs. We help them expand into new languages and, and we do everything for them, right? 
So I went from working four hours a week to working 10 hours a day building this thing. But I was happier, right? I, I was so happy because I was, you know, working towards something and I had my goal and I had my vision and I had my team and, and my team had such a better job than they had before. And um, I, like that's what fires me up, you know, getting the testimony from the final client. Like, oh, I learned so much from this program. It changed my life. And, and the employees at the company saying, this is the best job I've ever had. And now I'm so thrilled. I live so happy. I work a lot more. I don't, I don't, I don't work like 10 hours a day when I was building this thing, but I don't work an hour a day like I did when I was having the lifestyle copy agency. You know, it's, it's kind of a mix between both, but I am so happy because I have, I know I'm having this massive impact, at least in 120 families. You know, for the people that work with me, because I really try to give them the best job possible. And then also with the people that now finally have access to this life changing information in English, they can now finally access it in Spanish, French, German, etc. And I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, I feel like I'm living, you know, where I'm, I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm going where I'm supposed to be. I feel aligned. Like I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, what my soul came to do. I'm happy and thrilled. And this is how I got here. That's amazing, man. I, like I say, I, I had no idea about that background. I knew a bit about you being a copywriter, um, in the past, but not all the other pieces. So that really helped kind of tie things together. And there's so many things. This is why I love this format of how I do these interviews is that if I pre-scripted questions, I'd end up asking you something now that's completely unrelated to that. But instead I can just pick up on what you're saying. And what I hear is, you know, whenever I say out loud, that uh, do you identify with being a seeker? Every person that I bring on is like, oh yeah, constantly like, and and not necessarily from a place of like not being happy, although that's a part of the journey of like, ah, I don't feel like I'm and you know fulfilled. Like this is this it? You know, it's more from this perspective of like higher self, and it's interesting to hear you reflect on your journey and realize how much of an inner conversation it was and needed to be before you could really get to that place of just grounding in accepting yourself as that seeker that's always kind of searching for um, what what else? What else is there? There's got to be more to life, right? Like I can create more impact. What can I do here? And then even to hear you ground it back to the fact that like, look, yes, my, I aspire to um, impact millions, but I'm, you know, grounded in the fact that there's 120 people that I'm impacting right now. And you have a family that you're impacting right now. And then, you know, yourself even too, like, do you feel inspired every single day when you wake up? And that's that, that oneness you're talking about. Right. And, and I think as humans, we naturally aspire to, to more and more and more constantly as, as opposed to this idea of like, no, 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 I'm good. Just complacency. Right. Is the word that kind of comes up. It's, it's this, Fine balance, right? Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, I really relate to all of that. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm interested to know too, because I know we've talked about this. You, you just mentioned uh, about almost becoming a priest and and how your family uh, grew up with uh, very, you know, instilled religious values and stuff too. How have you navigated that over the years? And how is that uh, still showing up for you today when you speak about like being spiritual versus religious. What comes up for you when, when I say that? Cause I know we've had kind of little bits of conversations around that, but is yeah, I'd be interested to hear your take on that. For sure. How's that background noise, by the way? Oh, it's totally fine. That's, that's perfect, man. I was telling okay. you before that my dog's <laughs> going to bark at some point in this interview too. So yeah. if we can't have the kids in there, then what yeah. kind of an interview is it? No, mommy will, <laughs> mommy will feed him soon though. Uh, let yeah, me know if he gets too overbearing and I'll change places. No, it's all good. It's perfect. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, um, um, I was laughing because I was just talking about this with my wife and I've come to identify this avatar, right? It's a personality type. They are super, super spiritual or religious. They know the text by heart, you know? Like this guy knows exactly where the chakras is, what they do. He knows all the names of the spiritual teachers. That's like the spiritual, the spiritual theory guy, like, like the theoretical spiritual guy. And then you have the super religious person who knows the Bible by heart and goes and prays every day. And, you know, they know exactly like when to go to your knees and like they know it, but they're horrible people, right? Mm. Have you have you met one of these these people? Yeah, totally. Well, and we're seeing it amplified in in today's world, right? When people are talking about politics and just you know even the COVID restrictions and all of that stuff, right? You start to see that 
where you might think somebody is super grounded in their religious beliefs, but then you see a bias in there where there's a prejudice against somebody else and their beliefs. And then you're like, wait a second, how can you be the highest yeah, self? Exactly. It's not. Yeah. And not see the greatest in every single person on this planet. Like everybody, even the people that you might see as um, evil, right? Like I think about this constantly. Um, but yeah, I totally relate to that, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. There's there's one uh, employee in the company who came and like, like, wow, this guy's super spiritual. He's going to be amazing because we translate a lot of spiritual programs, right? But he's the one who's always having problems, like who has an ego situation and who thinks he's better than everybody else. And like, what happened with all this stuff you read, you know? So this is just the counter example of how I see spirituality. For me, a truly spiritual person is somebody who the people around them are better because he's in there, you know? If, if you are a force of good in the world and like in your inner circle and your outer circles, because somebody, something, uh, a saying in Mexico is that, oh, he's a saint outside the home, but inside the home, he becomes a villain, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't remember the exact saying in English. Uh, it means in, I'm I'm landed, Spanish, yeah, that, yeah. So it's un faro fuera de casa. So you go and you are so amazing outside, but then you come inside and you're so toxic, right? So that means like being a person that instead of being toxic, like, like you share good vibes, good energy and, and, and people around you feel better and you lift other people up and, and uh, inside like your inner circle and your outside circle, right? And not only the feelings, but that you're actually like doing your best to improve the world with actions, right? Like, like you are somebody who, if you're in business, then your business lifts other people up. Because if you are like a saint and you know all the spirituality and you know, you're like always in a good mood, but you built a business that's predicated on taking advantage of something or somebody or, you know, uh, um, basically this old capitalistic belief or I'm going to put you down. So then you're not spiritual. You're not coherent. You're not integral. You know, you're not um, congruent. Like, like you need, you, in order to be a spiritual person, it's about your actions, your words, your energy, and how they impact the people around you. You know, like like that for me is. I don't care what belief system you have. You know, I don't care if you're a Buddhist, if you are spiritual, if you whatever belief system you have. If the people around you are better because you are in their lives, then you're a spiritual person. Like I said, in the inner and the outer circle. That that's how I see spirituality, right? In a practical way. Like, what are you doing to make the world better? And that, like, man, I, I, I am not like, I'm not a vegan, you know, I buy jeans. I'm not perfect. You know, I could be doing more for the world, but I'm doing my best. And, and I think that's another uh, characteristic of the seeker that you mentioned, of all the people that you bring into the podcast and all the people that align with your energy. We're seekers and we're not perfect. You know, like I snap at my kids, I snap at my wife, but I, 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 I try to be better every day and I try to live my spirituality in a way that, uh, my my energy is as clean as possible. Let's let's put it that way, and that's internal. And then my actions and my words are as clean as possible, and they're always lifting people up. And we get better every day, right? We're not perfect, but we're we're aiming towards that, and we're taking action towards that. It's a vision, and we're walking to that, both mind and, and action. Yeah. Oh man, you're bringing up so much for me here. But the <clears throat> the first things that come to mind is uh, like you know, when you speak about the business side of things and where you were misaligned in the past, maybe with like, all right, I'm going to go make a million dollars and I'm going to jump into this <laughs> MLM and sell my grandma and all that. It's this whole idea of like patience, number one. That was one thing that came to mind. And then the other thing was just around uh, forgiveness too of yourself and others. Because at the end of the day, I think everybody's, I always say this out loud that like, I am currently the greatest version of myself. There's no doubt. Like I am, how can I not be? Yeah. But I'm constantly, yeah, but I'm constantly aspiring to be a greater version of myself, which means that I have to forgive myself for areas that I might stumble and fall and make wrong decisions or raise my voice or whatever the case might be. And then also for others though, too, like I know forgiveness has become a, a big part of, um, one of the things I'm really leaning into lately, even too, where, you know, my intellectual brain wants it to be black and white, right? I want it to be like, well, that was wrong. And therefore I'm making this decision, but it ultimately ends up hurting me when I hold on to some of the things that may be resentful or, you know, or even if I look at other people, like the, the political climate right now is such a great example. I actually, I'll, I'll tell you this. So last night I posted something online uh that was just one view point a bias around 
whether or not there was actually any kind of uh, positive impact on death rates from COVID as a result of lockdowns, right? And this study, which was done by a very reputable university, so you're always like checking your sources and being like, is this legit? And I posted it knowing full well that it's not the absolute truth. Like it's a piece of the truth. And and then this, yeah, and this person uh, who I don't know actually jumped on it and started commenting. And I found myself in one of those moments where I was like, okay, here's an opportunity right now for me to choose to be the highest version of myself. But I found myself really struggling in it. And then I started to be aware of my, my body and like my heart rate started going and I felt this like tension. And I was like, what, what is this right now? You know? And I guess I was, I'm saying, I just became very aware of, um, you know, the words I was choosing and, and realizing that, my goal here in my job is not to try and change somebody. It's to become a best version of myself that holds space and and projects something out into the world that allows that other person to self-reflect. Not for me to use my words to say, yeah, but have you seen this though? Because that's a never-ending battle that we're not going to win. Yeah. <laughs> in no. this. You know where I'm going with that? Like it's... Yeah. Uh, interesting and and i guess it kind of relates to even what you and i have talked about recently which is you've built this amazing company now with 120 employees and you're working with some of the biggest brands in the world you know like mind valley is the most obvious one that most people will know and you're yeah and you're creating some amazing impact that way because you're translating what already exists for these trainings that are helping raise the consciousness of the planet through just the teachings that they have under their umbrella and I know we've talked about this before where you have this inner side of you that says, if I hustle, I could, I could maybe double this thing. You know, like if I put in 16 hour days, I can, I can accelerate this. So it kind of, it's tying back to that whole idea of like patience and ways of being, you know, cause when you show yeah, up, absolutely, yeah. And that's true, authentic self that you are. It resonates through your staff. It resonates through the clients that you're working with. It resonates in the conversations that we have all around. So it's really interesting, man, you know, and uh, maybe speak about that. I want you to talk about your business and what you've created here too, because I really do think it's incredible. And, you know, even when you referenced something in English a little bit ago, and then you said it in Spanish, I thought to myself, yeah, we're going to have to translate this one because why wouldn't we? And my entire <laughs> podcast, all of it, right? Because there's just so much opportunity to help spread the message when we can translate it into other languages. This is how we communicate, right? Is is through language. So yeah, speak about your business, man, and like what it means to you and, and how it's evolved and even where you are right now. Like if you want to just speak the truth about like what what does it feel like and where do you feel like you're you're going? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm very happy to answer that. I would like to just come back to to the 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 guy who commented because I think this is super super crucial and I think it's actually a, a very key lesson for business. So um, these guys, when there's like so much, and then I will I, I will answer that question. I just I really want to say this yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so these guys who get so fired up, you know, and they're angry and they, how can you even think that way? They're possessed by an ideology, right? So this idea and this way of thinking has sunk so deep into their brain that they have become this belief system, this ideology, and they defend it with, you know, all their heart. So um, what I'm sharing is, like, make sure that you're always questioning your ideologies. You don't get attached to anything, you know? Like, like sure, you choose what to believe, but you are open to other ideas. You're not married to this single way. And if, if when somebody kind of goes against what you believe and you feel this anger inside and you want to attack that person, then chances are you're possessed by an ideology. And my, my, my uh, advice is look at, look, you know, take a, take a step back, take a deep breath, kind of see what's happening inside your mind and, um, and, and realize that this is one way of seeing the world. If this is your preferred way, amazing, choose it, but it's one way of seeing the world. So yeah, this is just like for me, it's, it's, it's super, super important that you don't run your life, that, that you don't go through your life being run by an ideology, but that the, that like you use the ideologies and they don't use you, you know, whatever belief system, whatever it is, even if, if it's like the most highly advanced spiritual belief system, like make sure that, that, that is a part of you and it doesn't become you. That's, that's something that like for me changed my life. Totally, man. And I'll maybe jump in really quickly and then we can talk about your business, but the, 
the ideology that was um, presented here was science, right? So this person was a scientist. They had a uh, an education in it, decades of experience in this and whatnot. And there was this... Um, I felt like there was this projection of like, yeah, but have you seen these stats? And like, how would you know these? And when I was in that conversation back and forth and I was thinking like, what would my higher self do in this moment? I thought, how do I relate this back to scientific research and how I perceive this person's brain to work and just frame it in a way that gets them to think differently and then not get attached to the response or anything. So All I did was I actually shared a video that I posted recently, which was just this 60-second clip that said, what is the impact of a hug? And asked the question, like, are we measuring the right things on like what hugs and smiles do in society? Because I'm totally on, I'm not anti-science any more than I'm anti-vaccine or anti-anything, right? Like I'm open to all possibilities, but it's just the lens of like, I, I want to embrace and encourage the scientific minds of the world to just think, what are we looking at? Are we looking at it from the right lens, right? And that's what came up for me, man, when you were just saying that. And and I don't even know if I was being the highest version of myself because I'm sure there was elements of bias and condescending nature or just loss in translation even of language. Like, that's another big one too. In fact, that's a great transition into your business here too is like what you do is not just translation services. It's literally like translation into the native language of where you're trying to actually have the message land, right? Which is so unique, right? But people maybe can't even wrap their heads around that. You want to explain what that means exactly? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, and hey, man, just, just like my thoughts, if you ask yourself the question, you're miles ahead that if you didn't ask yourself the question. Yeah, If you're coming true. from a place of, how can I be my higher self here? Hey, man, you are you're you're doing it. You know, already it's not perfect. It. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not perfect, but you you are in that path. And and hey, man, for that I I, I admire you, and I say you know freaking amazing. All right, so um so here's what we do, right? You have these programs in in English that are crushing it. People are loving it. They're they're changing their lives. You know, they work great. They sell very well because they connect to the market. So what we do is we take this. And then we localize them into Spanish and and, in, and German and French and, and, and six, seven languages total. So what does this mean? That we take what you have and we will not only just like, oh, run it through Google Translate and that's it. You know, it's, it's, it, we make sure that the language is understood by every Spanish speaker. Because if you hire somebody from Mexico and they translate it in Mexican, then Spain is not going to understand and Chile is not going to understand. So we need to make sure that we use a neutral Spanish. The same with French for Canada and France. Like yeah, we totally. need to use, yeah, absolutely. So we need to use a neutral language that everybody understands, you know? So you need to have people from all different cultures and make sure that everybody understands this final agreement that you have. That's on the language, right? That's very important. That's a huge topic, but that's just part one. Then you need the video. So all the, the text on the video to be, you know, brought into the new language. You need the page to be built, everything. You need customer service, email marketing, social media, running ads, and we take care of absolutely everything. So we rebuild your entire business model in a way that feels tropical to the people who are uh, in the culture. So that's that's what we do. Yeah, I love it. And let's uh, let's give people some understanding of like the kind of impact that you've already created, which is just the stepping stone into what the real true impact will be in the future. But like, speak about Mind Valley because I know you can speak publicly about this. You have case studies and whatnot. Talk about exactly what you did with them and what some of that impact was. And I think people will really be able to go like, oh damn, like this is hugely impactful, right? Like to give you some credit, man, like you're you're driven by impact. Dude, you're making, you're creating impact in this world. Thank you, man. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So what we what we did for Mind Valley, Mind Valley is, is our first big client. I think it's one of the first uh, course creators who went into other languages. So they were able to double the revenue in just two years, right? Um, normally, what happens? You go into Spanish. The Spanish creates like 25, 30% of your revenue. German adds 20 more. Italian, and you keep adding these languages up. When you have six to seven languages, then your multilingual uh, part of the business becomes as big as the English language. So you are able to double your sales when you expand to other languages. It's, it's a stepping stone, right? Like that's not going to happen in a month. But uh, you start with one program, one language, and then the profits from this 
continue funding the expansion for to other programs, to other languages, and you eventually get to a point where if you're selling four millions per month in English, you are selling four million per month combined in all the other non-English languages, which is a lot of money, right? Like doubling your business when you're at this level, like that's a lot, and that that's some that's a big goal. And the best part is that because English is so competitive, traffic costs are so high. In other languages, traffic costs are very low. And your actual, the actual profit, the money that you get to keep at the end of every month is a lot higher in other languages. So Mind Valley see on average a 150% better return on ad spend in other languages than they see in English. So that is really huge. And I love that. I, I, I love helping my clients, but man, I love helping my final clients. You know, I, I love the comments. So we brought uh, Anodea Judith to Spanish, and she's a teacher who teaches chakras and meditation. And getting a message, oh, I thank you, you're finally in Spanish. I'm so grateful. Thank you for this. You know, I'm changing my life with this program. I've been wait- waiting for months to learn from you. So, so that, that, like, man, that really fires me up, you know, because this lady is going to change her life, and she couldn't do it before because she didn't have the knowledge of the English language. And English speakers are only 5% of the population, man. Uh, you would think everybody speaks English, know, right? right? Online, yeah. everybody speaks English, but that's only 5% of the population, man. So yeah, we're missing out on, on the big majority. That's really interesting, man. And like, kudos to you guys for creating that kind of impact. But then also just, you know, the skills that you've developed to be able to tell that story too, because that's that, like, I, I resonate with it as a marketer and a copywriter and all that kind of stuff. But like, you're, you're grounding people in like the possibility and potential. But the other thing that I hear in that though, too, man, is just how we as a society look at countries and languages and religions as these separated pieces, right? These like segregated areas of society. But the truth is, is that we're all human beings. And I actually, I think back to like pre-social media and pre-internet even, and we hear a lot about like how Social media is ruining the next generation and all that kind of stuff, right? But like, it's also creating tremendous opportunity for my kids, for example, to connect with somebody, to connect with your kids and and be aware. Like the most obvious example I can think now is like, I, we have an app on our phone. It's called Duolingo. My kids are speaking Spanish every single day. And that didn't exist before all this internet stuff. So like we could focus on all the negative and don't get me wrong. There's a lot, there's a lot of really, really troubling things with related to, you know, like what they talk about in the social dilemma film and all that kind of stuff. But there's also some really incredible things that are happening as a result of this. And yeah, I feel like you're, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, like pioneering the idea of uh, a global consciousness. Right, where you can take um, I'm one, like in my field, right? That that's happening in many fields, but definitely in my field. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that for sure. And um, uh, okay, so I, I lost my, my train of thought, man. But uh, but yeah, thank <laughs> thank you for saying so that. Yeah, no, I, I I got completely lost. Please carry on. I, I was going to say something, but I lost it. No worries. Um, yeah, the other thing that I was thinking about with that too. Oh man, now I've lost my thought. Perfect. See, look, we're so into the conversation that we're like, (laughs) we found this black space. That's actually something that I'll uh, maybe reference right now though, too, because in the moments of, of these kind of things happening, like even on an interview like this, one thing in the last week, and I'd actually love to get your feedback on this is actually becoming more comfortable in the silence and the unknown. So I want to just acknowledge this and recognize it, that both of us had a moments of kind of like blankness and we could easily go like, oh, geez, we're going to have to chop that out. But rather, I'd like to look at it and go, okay, that happened on purpose for us to be able to just kind of like reset and then take us down a different path. It's all intentional. It's all here to serve me. It's it's for me, not to me kind of idea, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And... Here's where my thoughts go right now, man, is we both have young kids, right? We're, and you have both boys too, right? Two boys? Two boys, yeah. Yes. We both got two boys under the, under the age of five. I think yours are even a little bit younger than mine. Yeah. But I know we've talked about this lots before, this idea of like conscious parenting. Well, what does that mean exactly? And then each, even education and how do we raise our kids to be emotionally intelligent and to be culturally you know, experienced and all of that kind of stuff. And that right there, that moment, I think, is a piece of it. It's literally how do we 
show our kids that we can be comfortable in the unknown and the silence and and just that void, that blackness of like, I don't even know what we were talking about, but that's okay, you know, and be forgiving to ourselves and allow it to just flow. Does that resonate with you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and, and I think you, you nailed that, right? It's being comfortable in the silence and in the void. It's flowing with life and, and not, not, not doing things against it, but flowing with it. Right. And, and for me, that, that was also a big lesson for me in, in the, I think it was like two, three years ago where I realized, okay, I'm just going to flow with life, you know? So, uh, yeah, that, that, man, that, like, that changes everything. So, um, I have this, this, this partner <laughs> who, who kind of, Really frustrates me, you know, because um, I will I would love for him to be uh, more emotionally balanced, right? And um, luckily, I have the tools to deal with that. You know, I know how to persuade people. Like I know I know how to present things so that it feels nice. You know, so um, let's say for example, he got a request, and then he's angry because he took it personally, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, but you know, what if you know understand it like this and see it from his perspective? Okay, yeah, let's do it. So, I'm, you know, that's fine. I was able to navigate those waters, but I was so frustrated because I was like, why am I having to invest brain power into this? You know, you should be able to figure this out on your own. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but then I told my wife, you know what? Um, I'm listening to this book, The Loss of Human Nature by Robert Greene. Mm, and he right. said, yeah, he yeah, sent that one to me. That, that's amazing, man. I'm, I, I'm re-listening to that. Um, so anyway, people are forces of nature, you know? You don't tell yourself, oh my God, I can't believe that Hurricane is doing that. Why, why is that happening? You know, just doing it and, and you deal with it. Right. So, so people are the same way. People are the way they are. You're not going to change them. You need to embrace that reality and then work from there. You know, so I'm like, I accepted it and they're like, look, this is, this is what's going to happen. And now I, 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 I do this in a good mood, you know, and my wife is like, yeah, you know what? My, I, I took your advice. Our, our newborn is two months old. He wakes up at 5 a.m., right? And she was like so frustrated. Oh my God, I can't sleep. Now she embraced it. And instead of complaining from 5 to 8 a.m. when the nanny arrives and she can go back to sleep, she enjoys that time with him, right? Because like she's going to wake up at 5 no matter what. So you can embrace it or you can fight against it. So we can, we can embrace the silence or we can fight against it, you know? And, and it's, it, embracing is not accepting, right? It doesn't mean that you're just going to take the bidding, right? It means, okay, this is what's happening. This is the reality of the present moment. I accept it. Now, how can I build to a better future from embracing what is, what's real right now? See, man, I love how that, that moment of silence and the, and the blankness took us down this path because that was my intention right from the start. Um, it's all perfect. And what comes to mind for me on that too is Danielle and I actually spoke about this the other on our podcast uh, interview that we did talking about Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this a lot. This idea of like we can change our state of being in a state of pain and anguish and disease or we can do it in a state of bliss and joy and happiness. And I think about actually somebody who I don't know very well, but is a friend through Facebook and mutual contacts and whatnot. And she just said out loud a couple of days ago that she got diagnosed with breast cancer, but she did it with a post that said, and I'm embracing this and I'm leaning in and I'm doing this, this, and this proactively as a means to, uh, to not accept this, but to just um, embrace it for what it is and realize that like, this is a part of my journey and I can either be in despair and feel like it's defeated me already or feel like I've already defeated it. And just that mindset, you know, well, will it actually, man. yeah. Will it allow her to live for 50 more years or, or will she, you know, pass in six months? Who knows? But regardless, how do you choose to show up? Exactly, man. Exactly. And Hey, I personally believe that a positive attitude will help your cells fight the cancer better. That's my belief. It may be true. It may not be true. But if it's not true and you have six months, do you want to spend six months in emotional pain or in emotional happiness? You know, like there is no downside to embracing at all. Never. Because it doesn't mean that you stop taking action. Right. And uh, actually, this kind of reconnected with the idea that I wanted to share because you were ah, mentioning you <laughs> the, 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 the fine balance between being OK with where you are and wanting more. Right. 
and, and, and for me, it's, it's the balance between having a vision that excites you in the different areas of your life, but also loving where you're at. My wife makes fun of me because I, I play a lot of FIFA. It's a, a video game about football. And I finally reached the elite division, you know? And the joy <laughs> lasted like two days. And I'm like, I want to get to the top 10% of the elite uh, division, you know? Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. And, and, and that's life. But, but the idea, and like, hey, man, like I have this business and we're making this much money per month. I want 10 times that. And when I get there, I'm mean, I want 10 times that. And like that's, like, that's human nature. But again, I embrace it. I'm always going to want more. But I am enjoying the path towards taking more. I am not saying, oh, I'm going to be happy get when, but I'm being happy while, you know? And that's a, that, that, that in your head, it changes everything too. And I'll say it out loud and you can, you know, respond however you feel as well. But like that, that state of mind is literally the only thing that I want my kids to ultimately embrace is that idea that whatever path you go down and whatever you choose to pursue um, that you just enjoy the journey and every single step of it. And the conscious parenting and the education of, of kids, I know you and I will be in, we'll be talking about this and collaborating on all kinds of stuff as it relates to that. Cause we've had these conversations of like, how do you educate your kids in today's world? Who should be educating your kids? How do you create community around that as well? So it's not just this isolated, like in a book, trying to intellectually learn, but actually you're learning through experiences. How does my state of being and the way that I show up impact that education process? You know, how, how can I look at my own life vision and maybe see where it's shifted now to where, you know, I don't anticipate not being an entrepreneur anytime soon. Like I'm still, I still love what I do, you know, but do I envision a future in five, 10, 15 years where I don't actually work? And all I do is just kind of hang out with my boys and go surfing. And I got, these are what I'm curiously contemplating right now. And then naturally it takes you down these paths of like, all right, what already exists? And then you hit walls and you're like, Oh, nothing that I'm really looking for, you know? And that's the seeker, right? That wants to constantly elevate up. They want to get to the Top ten percent of the elite FIFA, FIFA <laughs> players, you know. <laughs> but I think anybody listening to this, and you and I obviously align a lot on that. But I feel like somebody's going to hear this too and go, "Me too." That's what that's what I feel too. And other people might just be like, "What the hell are you guys talking about, man?" Like, I got a job and I'm happy, and I make some money, and we go to the lake on the weekend, and that's cool too, as long as you're happy. Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah, that's not okay. how I'm wired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and I guess that, that, that's, that's also super important, right? Like, Hey, man, if it works for you, that's fantastic. Just make sure that it does work for you and you're not fooling yourself, you know? Like, just make sure that, that it is like what you really want. Cause if, if you say, Oh, yeah, like, no, nah, I'm happy. But then deep inside, you're like, No, nah, I want more, but I'm afraid of that. Like, you need to be super conscious of what's going on deep inside you, you know? But if, 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 and that happens both ways because society right now forces you to be entrepreneurial, you know, and then it forces women to go out there and have a job. And, and that's, you know, those are great as possibilities. But my wife is a stay at home mom. And she went through this phase where like, oh, my, my aunt is telling me to have a career. My mom is, but I don't want to have a career. I want to be a stay at home mom. You know, I'm like, hey, that, that's fine too. If that's, if that's like your truth, if that's what truly makes you happy, then be a stay at home mom. You don't need to go out there and hustle. You know, you, you can live your truth. And, um, the same with entrepreneurial, right? If you are being forced to be an entrepreneur because of society and you watch these videos and everybody's telling you, but that's not you, don't do that. But if you are, if, if you, if you want to tell yourself that you're happy, but you're not, then also go out there and find. But it's what, what resonates deeply, truly with you, you know? And, and another, another thing that, that really changed me entirely. And it's something that I recommend to everybody who's uh, kind of uh, gives me 30 seconds to listen to me is take the time. It doesn't even have to be every day. Every three to four days, give yourself one hour in the morning to sit down and write. That's it. You know, and just, just, just write your thoughts out. Exactly, man. Yeah, man. That, that, that's freaking changes. I started with that. I've, I've done journaling in the past and never got consistent with it. And I thought, how am I going to set myself up to win two lines in a book that says gratitude on it? And I've been doing it consistently for two weeks and it feels really good. Yeah, absolutely, man. That, that is great. And then gratitude is, is part of my, of what I do in my journal. But then it's asking myself, Hey, what is important to me right now? You know? Uh, what do I really want? 
And, and like, what do I really want is going to come up with, oh, I want a car. I want this. But what do you really want? You know? Is that what you really want? Or what, you, what are you really after? And you go three layer deeps, you know, and, and that's where you really connect, you know. And, and for me, that's when I've had my breakthroughs, when I go really, really, really deep into like, like, where am I, where am I right now? What do I want right now? And, and it comes from this place of like, uh, my pure core, my center. That's when things explode. Yeah, there's a really simple exercise for anybody watching this on that too. It's just ask yourself the question, why? And then when you answer that, ask yourself again, why? And, you know, go three to five to seven layers deep on that and you'll get to the truth. And if you don't know the answer, then maybe that's something you need to curiously explore. You know, like exactly right. Yeah. And that feels very doable, right? It's like, oh yeah, okay. I think I can write down what do I want my life meaning to be about? Write something down, then go, why? Oh, good, good question. (laughs) Really gets you introspective. And I I think it always comes down to uh, how you want to feel, who you want to be, and how you want to help others. I think those are like the three exactly. (laughs) It's a common theme here. Um Mario, I've got a handful of questions to wrap us up here because I'm conscious of time as well. So this is my power of one lightning round, which you don't have to give one word answers, but you know, there's a handful of questions that all kind of have this theme around one. So sound good? Cool. All right. So first question, who is one person or mentor that has been the most influential in your life all time? So you can go right back to childhood if you want. What comes up for you? Robert Greene. Yeah. So same guy that wrote that book. What's the book again? Say it all. The Laws of Human Nature. The Laws of Human Nature. Yeah, yeah. man. He's a game Why changer. Him? Uh, he, he completely changed the way I, I think. And Okay, so this is not a one-word answer, but here No, goes. no, that's okay. good. That's good. Yeah, elaborate. Okay, please. so um, I do a lot of thinking of like, why do I get to have this life and other people don't, you know? I, I, I struggle with that. I, I'm, I'm cool with that, but I felt unfair, you know? I'm living in abundance and, you know, this is, this is, this is a great life. I get to be with my kids, blah, blah, blah. Why do, why can't they do it? You know? And, uh, honestly, I think the reason why is because I can add a lot of value to the world. I'm happy to show anybody how to add more value to the world. And the value that I, to the, that I add to the world is leading a team. But me as a leader, I have dealt with my shit, you know? I have dealt with my personal traumas because if the leader has a problem and it comes from a place of blame, he fucks up the entire organization, right? Yeah. <laughs> if something yeah. comes up and the leader has healed his trauma or at least kind of advanced it towards healing his trauma, then he can uh, deal with the situation from a place of groundness and center and love and looking at the big picture. So um, one of the main reasons why I get to do what I do is because um, I, I understand my human nature personally and the human nature of other people. Like, that's what I get paid to do, you know? Yeah. I don't get paid to answer messages. I don't get paid to be on phone calls. I get paid to deal with my own emotional things as a leader of an organization and to deal with the emotional issues of the people around me, my clients, my suppliers, my, 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 my employees. So that, that's what I do, you know? I, 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 I kind of, I deal with emotional situations and I try to deal with them in, in as best way as possible. So that's why he was so instrumental, completely changed the way I see myself, the way I see others. And he was a catalyst of my, of my inner work that never ending, but I have progressed a little bit here and there, you know? That's a great answer, man. I love it. I, I appreciate you elaborating on that because so much of that landed the idea of like personal responsibility and, and just being present in the moment and and realizing that you're not perfect either. So constant evolution and that radiates through other people and actually creates impact. So that's that's awesome, man. Very similar second question here, but hopefully something else comes up for you as well. Who is one person or mentor you feel is the most influential in your life right now? So like in this moment, what comes to mind? And maybe it's the same person, maybe it's somebody different. Yeah, man. I think I'm, I'm just restarting that, that book. You know, I'm, I'm also like right now in this stage of my life, I feel like it is a priority to me to be connected to presence. So I'm going to start diving into Eckhart Tolle as well. So those are my two biggest mentors, right? Robert Greene and Eckhart Tolle in terms of author and experts. In my personal life, I really value my dad and my mom. They have been great teachers. If, if my kid is sick, I call my dad. Hey, dad, this is what's going on. What's going to happen? You know, they've always been there for us supporting. So they have been guides and mentors in terms of like closeness, in terms of like 
Knowledge That Changed My Life, Robert Greene and Eckhart Tolle. Beautiful. Next question, what is one philanthropic cause that means the most to you and why? So for me, philanthropy and my business are put together, right? So I have two choices. I can, I, I can get the extra money, you know, after a certain profit margin, and I can put it into a charity, or I can pay my people more, and I can give them bonuses, and I can give them vacations, and I can give them holidays. So every cent that's above our profit, our, our minimum profit margin, which is very low, you know, I should be making twice as much money as I'm making, but I give everything to my team, you know? And I try to make it as impactful as possible. Like I tell them, these are your holidays, but you need to take the days off, right? This is not extra money. You need to take the days off. And uh, yeah, so basically for me, my philanthropy is making my team's lives as best as possible. And eventually, once we reach a point where they're living an amazing life and they're getting amazing salaries, then I can think about other people. But for now, it's family. Like I tried to help my, my I, I gave my father-in-law a car. Like it was not like a brand new car, but it's a, a good car, you know? So it's making the life of, of my inner circle and my team better. That's my philanthropy. You know, I'm not ready to think at the world scale yet, but in five years, I'm going to be changing the world. <laughs> That's really interesting to hear you say all that out loud. One is um, many of the entrepreneurs that I speak to do say that, right? It's like my work, how, how I'm contributing to the people around me. That is my philanthropic work. It's not about donating to the Red Cross, right? And then the other thing that I hear from you, though, too, which I'll, I'll just say out loud as a reflection, um, if you're open to it, is the conversation that you might tell yourself around like, and as soon as I'm past that point, then I'll create the impact on the world that I know that I really can create. And I, I bring this up because when I interviewed Caduce on my podcast, he talked about this ripple effect of like, you know, being the greatest version of yourself first, mask on first is the greatest philanthropy you can do. And then those that are within your uh, periphery, like people you see on a daily basis, because the stone ripple effect that happens from that, you're already impacting millions of lives. You're just not seeing it in a monetary, I built a well in Africa kind of a context, but it's an energetic thing, you know? And dude, I can tell you, like Danielle was the one that asked me that question uh, the first time on her podcast. And I remember thinking when she asked me that, I was like, I don't give money to anything. Am I a bad person? Wait, wait, you know, and all these things, right? And then she actually just reframed it for me. And now every time I ask that question, it's something new comes up for me. And it's so interesting to hear other people's perspective on that too. So yeah, hopefully that's helpful too. I I like to believe I'm a positive force for the world. I'm a positive force for my family, my team. You know, it's it's getting bigger. Eccentric circles, right? It's getting bigger. And, And my goal is to, you know, be like freaking all the world. I'm, Maybe I'll get there in my lifetime, maybe not, but I'm always looking to be, I'm, I'm, I will always be looking to extend my circle of influence. I will make sure that the people inside my circle of influence love being there. You know? Yeah. Influence of one. Yep. All right. A couple more questions, buddy. What is one thing you are most grateful for right now? The health of my family. Because mm. my son just went through uh, like a scary sickness. So the fact that he's healthy and happy, I'm so grateful for that. You know, it was like, it was nothing. It was just a, a stomach thing, but he was trembling and super hot with fever. And like, as a parent, you get really scared, even though it's nothing. Like you take it to the doctor and the doctor is like, nah, you'll give him this. He doesn't even care because <laughs> he knows it's nothing, right? But you as a parent, you get so scared. And I'm just super grateful that everybody's happy in, in everybody's happy and healthy in my family. Amazing. Love it, man. What is one thing you are most curious about right now and wanting to explore further? Yeah, conscious parenting for sure, man. Mm. Uh, yeah, and, and this this conversation that keeps coming up, right? Like we're tuned into it. So I'm having that conversation with you, with my brother who just uh, uh, gave us the news that, that him and his wife are pregnant. We're so happy. We're going to have cousins. That's great. Yeah. So it's like, like what, what happens, you know? Is there something that already exists? That's what I want. Do I build something for my son or do I build something for my son and other people? Do I make a business out of it or not? You know, I'm having all these crazy thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I know you can relate. <laughs> oh, totally, man. This is what will keep us connected for the rest of our lives, I feel like. You know, like we we will obsessively dive into that rabbit hole and go and figure it out. And exactly right. And I don't know about you, but like the little bits that I've spoken out loud about that of j- just just the surface level stuff of like, you know, 
we're going to be moving our family down to Costa Rica or somewhere, and I'm exploring what the education system looks like and how that's going to take shape. And I get these random people from my past that are popping up saying like, let me know what you find out. Yeah. Hey, keep me posted on that. And I'm like, me. <laughs> yeah, and you were one of them, right? And But that was just an affirmation for me to go, oh, yeah, 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 go, go down this path, right? Like, And then naturally, like you and I, our brains work the same. I'm thinking to myself too, how can I not only have this serve me, but my kids and then other people's kids around me that want this as well and then create an impact in the world? It's that natural kind of like expansive entrepreneurial mind of like what is possible right now that doesn't even exist, <laughs> which excites the shit out of me. It's almost that next that next thing of like, where's the next Curiosity challenge? and creation, right? Yeah. And the challenge, like I want to be challenged on my beliefs, my thoughts and and just building. So yeah. So um, just one, a quick thought there. Uh, are you familiar with Isaac Asimov, the science fiction writer? Yeah. Yeah. So he has this book foundation and second foundation and foundation and empire. The big idea of this book is that there are forces that guide us as a species, like the psychological, the, the sociological and the historical forces and the economic forces. And they matter more than one individual, right? So, so history can be predicted, right? And I'm a hundred percent believer in that. And I feel like there's a, a wave of change that's happening in the world. Conscious parenting is one of those. Conscious capitalism is one of those. We need to change the political government. Like, like there are a bunch of stuff that needs to change. Like we're moving from fossil fuels to um, clean fuels and nobody's going to stop that. You know, like they're going to try and stop that and they're going to like put horrible in it and do their best, but that's going to happen, you know? And I feel like conscious parenting is one of these ways that's going to change the world. Yes or yes. And I think you and I, we love being here, right? Like we love being the, 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 um, uh, the trailblazers, the, the the pioneers of these waves that are changing the world, and uh, I feel like when you jump on this wave, you have the power of evolution and the power of consciousness and the power of of divine energy wanting to expand and wanting to transform behind you, right? So, so it's not just you, but but you have this, you know, this power of change behind you. That's this this transformational wave that's going to improve us as a society. And when you're being challenged at this level during at the peak of the wave that's going to change humanity, I feel like for us entrepreneurial types, there's, there's no better feeling than that, right? Totally. Yeah. It's that high we were talking about before that Danielle again reminded me of, you know, you can't feel that high all the time. Like it literally doesn't work like that. There has to be this balance of like the highs and the lows, but the embracing of the struggles so that the lows don't feel like catastrophic. They're actually just like... Yes, this is here to serve me to be able to get to that next step and just embracing all of it, you know, like thinking that way and just changing my beliefs on that has been such a huge one for me in the last like six months. Um, very grounding. Yeah. And you have a bad day, but you say, okay, you know, tomorrow will probably be a good day. If I have a cheat day, I'm not going to have 17 cheat days in a row, you know, and you're aware of that. And the cheat day goes, flows easier, right? And what is the lesson that I'm supposed to learn from this, right? It's just exactly. looking at it differently. Um, even though sometimes it sucks, but that's the reference we were talking earlier too. We haven't even mentioned the cold plunge, like the cold plunge to me on my deck, the 150 gallon cold plunge. It's literally a metaphor, like a physical reality of like, I don't want to get in this freaking water, man. There's two inches of ice on this damn thing, but you know what? <laughs> Jump in the pool, Jump in the yeah. pool, right? Like there's something, there's a lesson to be taught to teach me in this. And it's usually to feel the uncomfortableness and just do it anyways and jump in and embrace it and love the shit out of it too. You know, that's the other part. It's just like love those moments of uncomfortableness. <laughs> Highly recommend anybody do that. Yeah, absolutely. Last question, my friend here. What is one thing that scares you right now that you know you need to meet with bravery? So um, that, that, that's what I committed to you and, and, and Danielle, right? And that is, I, I, I want to give uh, MMA lessons and uh, FIFA lessons. And I'm running into these hurdles, right? Like uh, the guys from administrations never answer. I'm like, now I'm feeling like, wait, but the dad, the dad of the kid is going to be like, well, what are your credentials? You know, and I have no credentials. <laughs> I'm like kind of fighting these fears. I'm going to fucking do it, you know? Yeah. Like whenever this fear comes, I'm like, I'm going to fucking do it. And if a dad comes up to me, what are your creations? I'll be like, try and line a punch, sucker. You know, those, those are my credentials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful, man. No, I love that. That's, that's a great way to end this interview. And uh, yeah, I just want to acknowledge you, man, for just who you are. 
your presence and and how you show up every single day. And uh, I think I feel like our relationship is has evolved perfectly as well. You know, in all of its essence of how we first got introduced, and then we worked together, and now you know, just some amazing conversations. And I have no doubt that we'll continue to create together here into the, into the future as well. So thank you for doing this, man. And now how can people find out more about you, connect with you, understand what you're up to, all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Perfect. So um, the best way to do that is through Facebook or LinkedIn. Thank you very much. So you can Google Mario Torres and um, that's my LinkedIn and my Facebook. And uh, also with the company directly, it's Infohana. So information and Ohana, as in Hawaiian for family, Infohana, that's our brand. And you can connect personally with me or with the brand, and uh, we'll be super happy to connect. And hey, man, thank you for saying that. I want to honor you as well. I think you are stepping up so much, you know? Like, I've always admired you. You were like a machine content creation. You had all this knowledge in business, you know? You were crushing it. Like, you're amazing at sales. I've always admired you professionally, but now you're putting yourself out there in your personal challenges and what you're dealing with. And uh, uh, man, you're being so brave. Uh, uh, I want to tell you that I admire that and I applaud that. And uh, yeah, man, keep keep doing it because you are like like you're you're doing these connections. You're like you're a connector. You know that, and you're bringing these ideas to people. You're planting these seeds, sparking these ideas, and like your impact is, is just being amazing. And I love the fact that you have the guts to do what you do. It requires a lot of courage, and I admire that. I appreciate that, man. I all uh, I I will let that land because there's a part of me that that pushes it away. Just like you were talking about the MMA story a second ago, of like, well, who am I to like? lead this conversation and to actually step into this and stuff. But then I love what you said though. I'm going to say like, why not me? You know, like punch me in the face and see what happens. Right. (laughs) Like it's, it's a metaphor for even what I'm doing here right now. So it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. So exactly. Yeah. Like, like I told you, man, like you, you have everything to make this happen. You have like this amazing energy, this amazing personal power, this connection. You have built yourself a brand based on, being authentic, being honest, always treating people with respect, of, of living in abundance, you know? Uh, like you said, we did business, and I felt like, man, Trevor is such an amazing guy, you know? That's the taste that you left in me, and that's the taste that you leave in people, and those are your credentials, you know? Those are your credentials. The fact that you have the knowledge and the energy and the ability to do it, those are your credentials, and fuck the fact that you never graduated from whatever spiritual university, you know? <laughs> Who the fuck cares? Exactly. And I'm sorry, I, I, I dropped a few F and, and F bombs, but I hope that's cool. That's totally cool, man. It was exactly how this interview was supposed to go. So thanks so much, buddy. Um, I really appreciate it and look forward to our next chat. Man, loving it. Talk soon, brother. All right, we'll see ya. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Trevor Turnbull Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please consider subscribing on my YouTube channel and on your favorite podcast platform and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. Now, until next time, remember, today is a beautiful day of opportunity. Trust that you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. So be grateful, be curious, and be brave.